This week's episode is all about how you can become the number one agent in your brand in two years. If this sounds like an impossible feat, it's not. And today I sit down with Tony O'Doherty from Bell Property in Balimba, who has done exactly this, whilst remaining one of the most humble and authentic agents in the industry. Hello and welcome to episode six of the Build Your Best Life podcast. I'm your host, Sherry Storer. I'm a hardworking sales coach and real estate agent. It's my mantra to build your best life and I'm doing exactly this. And through this podcast series, you'll learn how to grow your GCI, your revenue and your profit by implementing tried and tested sales systems and structures. You'll learn how to grow and build your own EBU, team and agencies, and how you can truly harness your real estate career to provide you with the wealth and the freedom that you've always dreamt of. So if this is the life that you wanna live, uh, make sure that you subscribe to this podcast so that you get notified every single Tuesday when our episodes go live. So in addition to working exclusively with a select number of agents and agencies, I also have my Build Your Best Life coaching program. Now this runs on a quarterly basis and there are webinars and live question times that support the series. But it comes with the success manual, which includes quarterly, monthly, weekly, and daily sales systems and structures and templates, which will help you revolutionize your career. Now, quarter two is available to sign up now, but look, if you wanna get a look and feel of what these templates are included in the Build Your Best Life success manual, as part of this podcast series, I'm actually giving away a freebie, yay! (laughs) So this particular freebie is a template that essentially kind of is all about leveling up and goal setting. It's an Excel spreadsheet that's designed to calculate all the figures you need so you can map out your goals and set your targets. So once you've set your GCI or your gross commission income target, it will then tell you how many sales you need, how many listings you need to to sell and how many listing presentations you need to do. And it will automatically personalize all of these figures for you and it will calculate it doing all of the hard work for you. We love it. So if you want to get this freebie, then head to sherrystorer.com forward slash level up to download your copy and to get goal setting. Now this podcast simply would not be possible without the backing of my superstar sponsor, List Ready. If you haven't heard of them yet, go and check out their website, list-ready.com.au. But quite simply, they are the leading VPA solution here in Australia, which covers all the costs for advertising, styling and renovating for your clients. So go check them out, list-ready.com.au. Now let's get into today's episode and I'd love to introduce you to Tony O'Doherty, who is the selling principal of Bell Property in Balimba in Brisbane. Now Tony and I have worked together in terms of coaching, but also we have done a couple of deals together. And I have to tell you, he is the quintessential salesperson. Now, last year in 2019, Tony was actually crowned the number one selling agent across Bell Australasia in their network, and he sold 60 properties, equivalent up to $78 million. Now, this year, he is certainly moving ahead in leaps and bounds, and he has currently sold over $135 million worth of property, making him the number one agent to beat here in Brisbane. So I welcome to the podcast, Tony O'Doherty. So Tony, welcome to the Build Your Best Life podcast. Thank you very much. I feel very (laughs) welcome, and I'm a bit excited, to be honest. Oh, cool. Well, I'm really excited to have you here. I think you are probably one of the most remarkable agents that I know, but one of the most humble. Definitely humble. Definitely (laughs) humble. (laughs) Which is quite unusual in our 
our in our industry. It is, yes. It but is. I think you know you're also one of the most driven and determined agents that I have seen. Sure. So can I ask, what do you think it is that's actually driving you? That's what's my why. Is that your question? I guess so. I'm still figuring it out, to be very honest. Um, the short-term answer is. I love what I do and I'm super competitive. Mm. Um, so if I do something, I'd like to be at the, yeah, to, at the top end of it. So I don't commit to a lot, I don't do a lot, but what I do, I do well, mm. uh, if that well, sounds um, okay. Yeah, <laughs> well, you certainly are. I mean, I saw that competitive streak. We had a BMW drive day. Yes, and that was good. That was uh, I think good. we had 25 <laughs> agents there and you um, pulled in in pole position at number uh, one. Of course I did. And it was a controversial it, win, wasn't it? Was. it? Well, there was no controversy. <laughs> Except with some of the losers, you know? Yeah, but um, you want it. So we have seen that competitive streak, and I think that is one of the things that, that is most certainly, you know, driving you. But, you know, let's really talk a little bit about your journey because yeah. when we first originally met, um, and we were introduced by Penny Tarrant from we were, Real Estate Results we were Australia. Indeed. Yes. And, you know, at that time, you were working for, um, for Ray White, and you had done a, yeah. a really great job. You'd been writing solo, what, 624? Yes, you remember the figures. I do. When I met you, I just left Rare White and I was just just started with Bell, like week one, two or three. Uh, we met at um, the jetty at the bottom <laughs> of Oxford Street and um, yeah, we, we had a good chat. That's what, it's not that long ago. It's not, but I have to say it was at the beginning of your time in Bell and you've now been with Bell for what, two and a bit years? Yes, yes, mm -hmm. yes. And I think, you know, that journey's been pretty remarkable, but if we actually have a look, last year in, in 2019, mm. you were crowned number one agent mm. for all of Bell Australasia, yes, yes, yes. which was absolutely huge and massive. Big, and, yeah, you know, for me, I remember when we first caught up and, and really starting to understand who you are and, and as we were working together, and I, do you remember I said to you, you're a $2 million agent? You did. And you did. didn't believe me, did you? Yeah. No, I, well, no, I didn't. Mm -hmm. I didn't. And this year you're currently on track to write 2.5 mil in GCI? Well, north of two anyway. Mm -hmm. Yeah, two, there's the humbleness again. <laughs> <laughs> um, we, we'll be well in the, in the twos. Mm. Yeah. So yeah. I think yeah. this is a really, you're a really great case study for how you can actually go from, you know, writing good figures to writing exceptional figures yeah. to writing astronomical figures. Yeah. And, you know, when we first caught up, it was really about being sort of a legitimate option in the Belimba marketplace. That was the terminology so, you, you always used. You mm. wanted to be able to get me to the table. Yeah, because I was, think it was hard, right? Oh, super competitive. Mm. Like most good marketplaces, super competitive. Mm. And a lot of people don't compete with the dignity that, that you and I do. Mm. What I mean by that is they take shortcuts. Yeah. So you've got to compete with the well-established, high-performing, good agents that we respect. And you also have to compete with those that, again, take shortcuts to try and compete. So, but that's part of the game. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think, you know, today we're really going to get into what actually happened along this journey and sure. why you sort of made it work. But I think, you know, I just want to take a step back and talk a little bit about your time in, in real estate because you've now been in, in the industry for five years. Yeah. But your father actually had a real estate business in Ireland. For sure. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. and you've always been a born sales salesman service-based sales i mm. use the term service because those people there's no catch and kill you got mm. to meet them next year next week next month and the same street so i learned about selling without burning people mm. and that's probably the fundamental um that sets me apart not that not you know that's a bit big statement but you can if a transaction 
if you walk away from a transaction and it doesn't lead you to the next one, you'd be better off if you never did it. Yeah. And that's what I've learned. You know, every deal is either going to get you the next one or prevent the next one. Mm. And once you understand that, you know, you really start to do good business rather than bad business because yeah. bad business isn't sustainable. But I think this is a really interesting point because sometimes, and particularly in this industry, we have really been taught to be very transaction orientated. Mm. Next, next, yes. next. Yeah. And so what you're talking about is completely different. And obviously this is why we're in alignment because we do yeah. believe that, you know, it, you should have this agent for life mentality for sure and it really is about the sellers because it's their it's home all about the people yes and even the big brands they, they, they still quantify everything based on houses houses are a product we sell mm. products don't you know products are irrelevant mm. it's all about the people and that's the secret it's it's the secrets out. It's, it's out it's all about the people all about the people but i think you know talking about those those sales i mean when i see a journey like yours where in two years you've gone from six six twenty four to essentially you know this right this Juice, year writing yeah. you know north of two as you say yeah. um i'm hoping for the mid, mid yeah, twos which i know right. you'll get soon i'm setting your challenge now you love one of those super competitive oh. but i think when we look at this you know it's a real journey sure. so you know how really do you think that you've you've done this in two years oh a lot of factors a lot mm -hmm. of factors um you know the desire the skill the ability all of those things the support the people around me um and this, the brand has helped as well the brand mm. has, has helped as well i mean marketing the, the whole concept of marketing is to try and stand out mm. correct me if i'm wrong yeah and then you've got all these people under the same umbrella that can't stand out yes so for me i was at the time the only bell agent in the area so mm -hmm. straight away i had it was like being an independent it mm. was all about me mm. um which helped me at the start. Now I've got guys around me and guards around me that are doing very well, but they've got geographical areas. So yes. it's all about them in that area. Um, so to answer your question, yeah, it's um, standing out, having good people around you. And when I say good, no, good people is wrong, great. Yes. I've parted ways with good people to get to great people. I love that. So, and I think, you know, I heard this saying very recently by Marie um, Folio, and I have totally taken it to heart. It's not about who you hire, it's about who you fail to fire. And so exactly what you're saying yeah, there, yeah. I think is incredibly, you know, powerful and, and passionate. Yeah. But I think, you know, just, just looking at what I've seen, that you've done, I think you have, you know, dominated in a number of different ways. And I think that you've been really consistent about this approach. Mm -hmm. And this is something that's more challenging for you because you are, you know, always chasing the new shiny thing, for sure. like most salespeople. For sure. But what I have seen you do is put in some systems and structures. Now, one of those is you really dominated, you know, the marketplace via the letterbox. For sure. For so sure. tell us about what you did there. So DLs, we, we are, um, it was actually um, corporate that said from the start to, to, to make some inroads, um, it's the first step. Now, we did a lot of DL drops, complemented with everything else. Look, we did DLs, I had listings, I was leveraging, I was working phenomenally hard, my team was working hard. So DLs are definitely a factor, Yeah. but it's like anything, it's, it's kind of like a bus stop, which I've never uh, bought into or believed in, but it'll never get you a listing, mm. but it'll mean that the consumer may know your name. And that's it. So, you know, a lot, of, a, lot of, a lot of hard work coupled with a lot of systems and processes gets you to the door. Yeah. And then there's, you know, we use the terminology about not learning at the listing table. You need to be a boss when you get to the table. Absolutely. You know? And totally believe it because they need, they're buying oh, in you. And if you don't believe it. you walk in the front door. Mm. Like I see, the minute you walk in the door, you need to control or, or you know, have a system in place. You're walking mm. into their house, but the minute you come in, they don't even know how to show you their home. Mm. They don't even know what, you know, they, they do this once every seven years. Yeah. So it's up for us, the minute we walk in the door, to kind of navigate the, the whole thing. Because you're the one who's kind of invaded their home in a way. <laughs> so you need to systematically 
pave the way to make it easier for everyone. Yeah, interesting. I think coming back to this term about leveraging, which is something I'm obviously super passionate about and I talk about a lot, but, you know, you've done this obviously through the letterbox, you know, with letters, but also through phone calls. So, you know, every single time that a property was listed, like just talk us, break break that down. Yeah, so every time we listed a property, you'd get a letter from us Mm. um, stating, you know, we just listed. And this is before the signboard goes up, ideally. It's not easy to do. All about timing. All about timing. I learned that from somebody. Um, (laughs) All about timing before, but you want to share the secret. Mm. You want to share the secret so there's a bit of exclusivity around it. Mm -hmm. Um, So that'd be the first thing. Kaylee, my um, right-hand lady, um, she's now my sales associate. She was my lead generator. Very good, hardworking girl, just hungry. We share the same goals and values, which is very important. There's a high level of trust between us and loyalty and I've gone on a different tangent. No, we're going to talk about your team shortly. Yeah. I think it's actually very important because they have assisted you in getting, getting sure. to where you are now For and you sure. all have that same kind of vision. Yeah, but, but back to the question at hand. So, yeah, direct direct communication to the, the neighbours, the future sellers, letting them know what has just come on the market and what to expect. Then we'll call the street, inviting them to the first open home. Mm. Now, that's something that's quite powerful. Mm. It wasn't until we stopped doing it, we realised our OFI or open home numbers were down. Mm. So um, that's quite important. Um, before the first open home, they've had multiple communications from us. Yeah. In, in, in addition to letters, DLs, seeing us everywhere in realestate.com and, and so on and so forth. So it's, it's about, there's no one angle in my view or belief. Mm. It's not DLs, it's not Kaylee, it's not me. It's all of the above. It's all of it together. It's all of it together. Yes. Yeah, if there's... we stop one, sorry, if we stop one of those tomorrow, it will have an effect on us. If we stop all of them, it'll stop mm. us. You know? Which I think is a really key point because a lot of agents actually come and say, Sherry, what's the one thing that I can do there to really make one. an impact on my yeah, business? Exactly. It's not one. No, and and no. we know that because yeah. we've actually done it, but yeah. it actually is a combination of, of these things. So I think, you know, when we, when we go back to talking about this, coming into the marketplace, I mean, you really didn't have that huge a presence. I was a co-agent. Yeah. <laughs> I was a co-agent. Like, you can dress it up, but the reality yeah. of it is I was a co-agent. Well, I didn't even know who you are until I met you and I was like, who I is this guy? <laughs> but, you know, it is it is very yeah. much a journey. And we've talked about just wanting to be a legitimate option. Now you are the the option. I'm the one and to beat, for sure. Absolutely. You're yeah. on pole position every single time. Yeah. But usually there is a journey along that way. So, I mean, we can't even talk about really what your average sale price was then and what it is now. There's a but there probably have been a number of sales that have occurred that have been turning sure. points, yeah, you know, sure. along this, this sort sure. of two and a bit years. Yeah. So, you know, are there a couple that you can tell us about? There's a couple I can tell you about. You can, we can do the high, the high um, value ones, which was mm. my first in that field where I sold the 5.4 um, by a tender, $5.4 million riverfront, which led to a 6.13 off market, which led to a 3.91 off market, which has led to a four and a half. So there's one deal that I can equate to a lot of rev. Mm. Um, but also seeing you as actually a prestige selling as agent. An option, as an you know, and that level. Mm. And, and I got unreal prices. Like both, <laughs> both of them were cracking prices. So I wasn't just a, an option. I got the attention of those people on the river and thought, wow, I'd sell my home for that. Yeah. Which is a double-edged sword because then you've got people who potentially sell at an overinflated price, <laughs> which is pretty much everybody. <laughs> well, that's what everybody wants, yeah, right? Exactly. To sell for the best price yeah, possible yeah, yeah. or yeah. perhaps a little bit more than yeah, what the market wants. Yeah, 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 exactly. There's another deal I did. Um, funny enough, um, a lady, she's got a few properties in Belimba, a lovely lady. She's in her 60s. She used the same agency for all her life. Um, uh, tried to sell this house on Pine Street a couple of times, didn't work out. And I had met her somewhere, not a person that would 
change agents easy. She'd be so say, very loyal. Very loyal to a lady, same age as her. They grew up in the suburb together. Hard relationship to, to, to break into, um, for the want of a better term. Um, she gave us a crack, we sold her house. There was four deals off the back of that deal. Mm. You know, one deal, one inroad led to four deals. Mm. One of those deals is a guy called Scott, who I sold his block of land yesterday, which is the fifth deal I've done with him. Well so done. That one deal equated to four deal, one of the vendors equated, like, do the maths. It's mm. like, you know, it's, it's, um, it's significant. But back to what you and I said at the start, if it was about houses, that was a one deal transaction. Yeah. It was about people, so there's 20 properties sold. Yeah, exactly. And I think this is, this is the key, and I think yeah. this is why your voice is so powerful. And okay. I know that you don't really enjoy speaking on camera no, or on no. stage or any of those things. In fact, you're, you know, you're quite hard. Yeah, you do hate it. And you're one of the few agents that is even really uncomfortable on social media and so forth. Yeah. So, you know, thank you for doing this today no because, you know, I think that when people hear your story and, you know, how truly remarkable it is. It is, yes, because you are a, an unbelievable salesperson, but it's because you've done the work and you've leveraged and you've worked smarter, you know. The key thing is done the work. Because mm. everybody wants, to, every everyone in this room and every room wants to be mm. successful, but are they willing to fail to get there? Yeah. And that's the thing, like, it's like agents ask me, not agents ask me, but in conversation, how do you do this or that? Mm. The first step is your call log. Yeah. You know, it's like I had a guy, Jamie Sambatel, very good agent, um, young guy working with Harcourt's friend of mine as well, and he's coming over and we're going to make sure we can grow his business. But the early, you know, for the first steps, is, it's purely about what we're glorified telemarketers. Yeah, so exactly. you need to make sure your call log is looking good. Yeah, try. Know? And it's about making the right calls too, just as you Meaningful have. Meaningful conversations. Mm -hmm. Exactly. But also where you've got something to communicate. So whether it be the value. Correct. Exactly. At the right time. And you know what we never do? Like ringing somebody and saying, hey, do you want an appraisal? Or, hey, I'm in your street. So <laughs> if you're in my street, you're not that busy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so we kind of just, our, our, the way that we like to um, operate is just to continuously give. Mm. You know, I know that sounds very holistic and idealistic, but if you give without expectation, it's a very selfish thing to do in the because <laughs> it comes back. Hi there, it's me, it's Sherry Stora, and I'm interrupting this interview with a special shout out to my sponsor, ListReady. Now, if you haven't heard of these guys, you need to go and check them out. Head to their website, list-ready.com.au because they are going to change how you look at VPA in this marketplace. And in fact, these guys really are the leading VPA finance solution in Australia. Now, there are a number of common themes that are running right throughout this podcast series and vendor-paid advertising is most certainly one of them. Now, this is not just because it helps grow an agent's business, but it's really about delivering those exceptional outcomes to our sellers in terms of price and also in terms of timelines. I must admit, I do understand that as an agent, it can often be challenging for an owner to actually find those additional funds to prepare and market their home correctly. And by default, this kind of becomes the agent's issue. So I've always used, you know, VPA finance solutions, but I never really found that overall encompassing kind of right option. That is until I heard about ListReady. And now you know why I'm so excited about them. I guess essentially what they do is they, they look at all costs, whether it be renovating, landscaping, marketing, or staging a home right up to $25,000. It's really simple to use. And in fact, at the listing presentation, you grab your phone and you complete an online application form, which literally takes a minute to complete. And within a couple of minutes, once there's approval, the funds will go directly into your trust account. So this is extremely 
powerful and important because there's no hidden cost, there's no hidden fees for real estate agents. It's really a service that's been bought out of necessity for agents to help their sellers achieve the best possible prices. And in fact, it is actually ListReady's mission statement to actually provide and be the best value for vendors. So look, if you haven't already, go and check out their website, list-ready.com.au, or alternatively, give them a call on 1300 2544 But I want to just touch on the fact that, you know, we, we talked initially about the fact that you didn't really see yourself as a $2 million agent. Mm. So, you know, this was a real mindset change. And, mm -hmm. you know, you said you still don't know your wife. To be honest, as an agent, I didn't know my wife for a very long time either. And I'd listen to everybody else standing on stage talking about their why. And I'm like, but what's my why? Yeah. I don't know my why. I was just really hungry and determined and yeah. driven like you are. Yeah. And just something built inside of me yeah. that drove me in in that way, but I didn't know what my why was. But there was some turning point that must have happened for you to actually start believing that you were capable of writing these sort of figures. So do you think that it was actually just this slow sort of progress of starting to see it all coming together from the work? Or do you think there was a moment where it actually clicked over where you said, I actually can be the king of this? So back to competition, I think is the answer. Mm. Um, so Bell has been around, I think, 12 or 14 years. Um, in this time, no Queensland agent had ever taken out the national award. That was a big driver for me. Mm -hmm. There's a guy called Nick Duchatel, um, in, um down in Sydney. Um, Hi, summer. Nick, if you're listening. Hi, Nick. No, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> um, Nick didn't know who I was, but I knew who he was. Um, the underdog. Was, I was the underdog. That's right, yeah. Champion. He'd won it a couple of years in a row. Um, and um, I just, yeah, he became my, my religion. I was just monitoring, watching, learning, how could I beat him? So that was, that was probably the first year as, mm. as, you know, uninspiring as that may be. I picked the target and decided I was going to beat it, but I did. Mm. And um, very, yeah, yeah. And you really tracked that, didn't you? I tracked it, yeah. yeah. We, I, monthly, weekly, like I knew what I, well, you can't, how can you grow or win mm. if you're not measuring? Mm. You know, which is another point. I didn't measure my business at all until 18 <laughs> months ago. So I was just, Form running, signing contracts, <laughs> signing form sixes, didn't know what the score was. Mm. Now I can tell you every month, like, boom, 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 where we are, where we need to be. And it's been impressive to actually see that change. But, you yeah. know, this really is a big part of when I look at any of the agents that I've worked with, it's yeah. been their, their model in terms of tracking, as you said, their phone calls, actually sure. looking at what the scorecard is, sure. but also looking at their results and saying, okay, what do I still need to do in order to achieve that? Sure. Um, but it has been a situation where, you know, previously you were too busy working in the business to work on the business. Correct. Correct. And now it's actually like the results are actually you know um, have shown that when you track it this is actually what's occurring yeah, yeah. so let's talk um, about your EBU because this is, was essentially really one of the first sort of implementations that we we put together when we worked um, work side by side and I think you know you are just such an unbelievable salesperson and you know what we typically see with that is we see somebody who's Chaos. yeah <laughs> that's right look behind there's like a trail of paperwork that's not completed yeah. so you know this was something that was absolutely imperative to you so you know tell us about your team yeah so my team now um when I say now we've had changes along the way mm. and uh, I think this is important so we'll talk about to, that yeah. in a moment I've, yeah well we'll talk about it in a moment so um Denise Chi so Denise is um she's my EA in addition to being the office manager so she runs the business and myself mm -hmm. um and Kaylee Kaylee Doyle is or was um prospector that mm -hmm. was her her job um she's now promoted I guess um um 
promoted is that's the right term. She's she's now a sales associate. We're doing listings together. Mm -hmm. And now it's my turn to, to help build her profile and help yeah. increase her um, GCI and everything else that goes with it. Very, very, um, very lucky with the girls I have. Well, you know what, I'm gonna correct myself. I'm lucky in a way, but um, a lot of hard work has gone into our relationships. Yeah. Um, they did, yeah, and, and it's like any relationship, whether it's in any, takes work and you gotta have the sh same goals, values, appreciation, all those things need to be in line, otherwise it won't work. Mm. Um, I had good people around me um, that, um, yeah, that I had to part ways with to get to great people. Um, and there's people, um, Delaney Redshaw worked with me when, when we won that accolade um, 12 months ago, however long ago. She resigned the next day. Mm. She resigned the next day. Mm. And it wasn't until, in hindsight, looking back on it, I realized that girl did so much for me mm. because my personality and the way I do stuff is a million miles an hour. <laughs> and hers is very structured and just chalk and cheese. Mm. And she was living with this tornado in her, <laughs> in her very um, stable lifestyle. Mm. And she did that for me. And I don't know how long she was uncomfortable, but she did it for me, for me to win what I want, what I, what mm. I really wanted in here. Mm. She sacrificed a lot for me, and I'm so grateful that when it, she stayed with me when it didn't suit her. It's mm. easy to stay with, with anybody when it suits you. Yeah. But she put me before her, which was very humbling for me that she, that she did that. You know. And I think you know this is a quality of you that you actually have this reflection because most agents who are quite egotistical yeah. actually fail to realise this. Yeah. And we're, we're sort of taught in this industry that it is all about the lead agent. Yeah, yeah. But really, if it's only about the lead agent, your people are not going to stay with you. And, you know, one of the big issues that I talk a lot about is that our support staff really get burnt out because yeah. we're just expecting them to run at the same pace as us. Yeah, for sure. But they don't get paid the same way that we do. Sure. And, you know, they also have other goals and ambitions and things They've that got they want to... families yeah. and focuses beyond us, which <laughs> it, is hard to believe. Exactly. So I think, you know, part of the... Part of, you know, growing in EBU is that you're not always going to have the right people with you at the very beginning sure. and and all the time and you're going to be there's a time where you're a match and there's a time where you're not a match and so you know really Denise is the third person that you've had in your in your EBU okay. um, and I think sometimes you know it's a matter of saying okay well when we look at Denise, the reason why she is the right fit is because essentially she already was a proven working with a proven performer in the sure. marketplace. She yeah. actually understood the rituals and things that it actually took in yeah. order to build a business. It wasn't sure. like you were dragging her no. to sort of say, run with us. Yeah. She was actually adding to the business. Yeah. And, you know, that's also, I, I would think, from the outside in looking at a situation on what has also assisted in growing your business. Would you agree? For sure. Mm -hmm. It's it's been a fundamental. Mm. You've, when you've got a team member, it's as simple as this: they're either towing the rope, or someone else is towing it on their behalf. Mm. Um, and I'm lucky that the three of us all tow the rope. Mm. Now, at the start, where you get new people or inexperienced, there's always going to be periods where, and that's why it's a team where yeah. I've got to help you and you've got to help the next person. That's part of it. Mm. But the team that I have is advanced enough that. Um, there are three, including myself, three independent professionals that know what their job is and do it well. Yeah. And that's, yeah, so important, especially for scalability mm. and most importantly, the service during it. So anybody can grow their business. Mm. But how many people did you burn on the way to get there? Exactly. Because that's tomorrow's problem you've created. <laughs> you completely, you know, hit the nail on the hammer. And I think looking at, you know, you, because you are a selling principal, you know, this can also be an issue. It's a double-edged sword. You know, sure. sometimes people say, well, I don't want to work in that business yeah, because yeah. there's a selling principal. But also too, you know, there is a huge benefit in, in growing and building what, what you have. A, obviously it pays for the business. Yes. Um, and the most profitable deals are the ones that they're selling, selling yes. 
controlling yes. principle of doing, but also to you have actually shown how you've grown from from X yeah. and gone basically to Z. Yeah. And so you know other agents want to learn how to do that. Exactly. And I've seen that you've been growing your team because really when you started it was just you. It was me. <laughs> yeah, and now you have a, a team of agents who are working with you team and leveraging. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, and look for me. And there's different ways of going about things. The reason I didn't really do too well in the whole school, school system, for me, uh, the whole thing is based, it's kind of hypothetical. So you've got somebody, and it's a lot like real estate. A lot of people are happy to tell you what to do, but have they done it? Mm. Can they do it? Mm. Um, but for me, like Sam Battelle, when he joined us, he sits in my office now. All he has to do is, he's you know, circa half a million dollar rider. All he has to do is just watch what we're doing. Mm. That's all, nothing more, nothing less. He mm. doesn't need to reinvent the wheel. Just copy and paste it. Mm -hmm. Duplicate and Duplicate you know, and keep going. Multiply. Um, and that's it. Um, there's pros and cons to selling principle. I mean, for us in our area, we've got signboards everywhere. We've got awareness and we've got advocates. That's yes. the most important thing. So, But you do now. And I think, you know, that's the thing. A lot of people look at agents like yourself and go, oh, my gosh, how do I ever do that? More but the calls. Yeah. <laughs> but the thing is, it is possible. You've got to do the work and you've yeah. actually got to be sensible with it. Yeah. But it can, hap it can happen. You're a testament For to sure. this. For sure. But there are a lot of levelling up moments. And, yeah. you know, I remember probably about 12 months ago, maybe it was November, December in 2018. And remember I came over and we had a cup of coffee across yeah. the across the road and we, uh -huh, and we talked about, you know, a leveling up and yeah. really building a celebrity profile. Yes. And also about- Which I'm still yet It's just part of, the, part of the time. But you know, part of this conversation was very much about VPA and it was about print advertising. Yep. And you know, this was really a massive part in your business that I saw because because, you know, I felt that you really listened in that conversation where it's like, okay, well, if you really want to take the next stage and if you want to be selling more properties and if you want to be building your profile and getting the premium prices, mm -hmm. you need to get into that paper, you need to dominate it mm -hmm. and you need to basically make it, make it your own. Now, I saw you do that in the beginning of, of 2019 mm -hmm. and, you know, that quarter that you had was really a life-changing quarter, right? Mm -hmm. So what did you write in that quarter, do you remember? Uh, I don't really. I think it was in the 400s. Yeah, it was about 480, wasn't it? 480, yeah, something, <laughs> something in that vicinity, which is um, off the back of the previous uh, VPA and, and traction of sold signs. Mm. So there's nothing better, in my opinion, for any of our businesses than sales, good mm. sales. Mm. Um, and they come off the back of having the right mediums to fully expose your properties. Mm. Um, the courier mail and, and, and you know, it's, it's the ever, ever ongoing conversation. Um, it's getting harder and harder to pitch, you mm. know, in, in a digital world. Mm. Um, but with that said, the best prices I've got, um, and that, that, that one on Key Street that I told you about, that was an Ascot buyer that came across, saw it in the paper mm. and paid good money. Got mm. a great product, got a great product, but paid good money. Um, but it's interesting because, you know, in, in every different state and in various different areas, print's not always as large as what it is here in Queensland and particularly in um, in Brisbane that we're talking about, yep. the Courier-Mail. But, you know, um, really people who've got this kind of money typically are a little bit older and they're still in the process Correct. of actually looking in the paper. Yep. And a lot of the online platforms, it's actually very suburb-specific. So Correct. people may not be looking in these areas. And I For think sure. that's what does deliver those great prices with those sort of passive kind of effects. Exactly. Um, but I think, you know, it can be quite difficult getting VPA, particularly, as you said, it's, it's difficult to sort of pitch. So, I mean, how do you overcome the objections with VPA? Because typically it's like it costs a lot of money. Is yeah. my buyer going to come there? So what are you sort of saying to, you know, in the lounge room at the listing presentation when you're getting these objections? Yeah, look, I mean, and I, 
a lot of those objections are relative and accurate. Mm. So what I would say to you in this case is I'd say to you, yes, the buyer that comes from the courier mail is the most expensive buyer that's going to come to your door in terms of what it's cost you and I to get them there. However, they're the best buyer in the room, you know? Yeah. They're the least informed geographically, as you've touched on, mm. because they're not looking in Belimba. Mm. They may be from elsewhere where it's more expensive. They may not have been to the last 10 auctions in the suburb. Mm. And they may be coming in at the, at the tail end of a transaction and see value at a higher and better level. Mm. Um, so the only thing, I, I use this line, the only thing more expensive than using the medium is not, not using, using it. it you know? <laughs> I love that. It's, and it's true. It's that I'm back in my early days, which is only five years ago, I did a, um, a young bull and the old bull uh, segment at the Courier Mail with George Hagelis. And, um, hi, George. Hi, George. <laughs> there's an impressive guy if, um, yeah. as a, an industry leader and a, a guy I've always looked up to. Um, like I was a young guy, still am really, but a young guy sitting next to that guy in the presence and the way he could control a room. Mm. And I was just sitting next to him hoping nobody would look at me. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but jo yeah, George and these guys, they know what they're doing and they've been doing it for a long time. Mm. And you know, you can open the Courier Mail and you see the same names in there. And did they make the Courier Mail or did the Courier Mail make them? Was it the marketing campaigns that have fully exposed their past clients' properties yeah. that have trajected their future business. Yeah. Um, and by the way, I mean, we're not obviously getting money for News Corp on talking about this. It's just purely a vehicle. It might be a to, possibility. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but it's purely a vehicle to help your sellers get the best outcomes, the best for prices. Sure. And sure. obviously, and I don't you know, pitch it every time. Mm. Sorry to interrupt you. I don't pitch it every well, time. it's about strategy, isn't it? So yeah. it's about the right property. But, you know, because it is so expensive, there are options out there in relation to overcoming finance because not yeah. everybody has the money to to renovate a property or to market it or yep. to put in staging and styling. So I think that's the other part of the, the coin that, you know, there is, you know, physical ways that you can overcome those objections too. So, you know, you talked a little bit about doing some off-market um, earlier yeah, yeah, yeah. and, you know, that's quite a conversational, a, a, a controversial kind of topic depending on which which area of, the, of Australasia you're in. But, you know, you and I love an off-market deal. So tell us about, you know, how some of these have built your business. Yeah, look, off-market deals, um, obviously a lot of people disagree with them, but, um, well, I shouldn't say obviously, and people have different motives. For me, if you get the premium result, how you got it is irrelevant, mm -hmm. you know? Um, you're working for the seller. You're working for the seller. Mm -hmm. If you get the seller the best possible, often selling a secret mm -hmm. can equate to better than an extensive marketing campaign. Mm -hmm. Now, not If a, you've got the right buyers. If you've got the right buyer mm -hmm. and you've got the right database you're, and you've got traction. Yes. If, you know, if you've, look, it's probably off the back of someone else's campaign mm -hmm. that you've met these people, so there's no... There's no doubt about it that competition does break records, but at the same time, you can bring the best athlete and put him, him or her in a position to buy the property. Mm. So um, um, for uh, Lura Terrace in Hawthorne, uh, property I sold for 6130000 that had been sold by my competitors 18 months before for 4.5. Nothing changed. Um, well, the market's quite stable, so that's really quite yeah. a remarkable result. Oh, it was, it was, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That was it. But we bought a buyer, and this you talk about compatibility. Mm. Real estate's about bringing the best buyer. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not about bringing an average buyer and asking the seller to reduce their expectations because you brought him a crap buyer. Yeah. So <laughs> I brought him. About hunting. About hunting. It's about it's about you know matchmaking. Matchmaking. You know, yeah. Um, I brought him a very good buyer who had a very specific uh, criteria. He had the. Um, very poor uh, issue of having a very large boat and didn't <laughs> pose the wrong Terrible problem. Long term. <laughs> he had um, a classic first world problem of having a boat that wouldn't fit in mm. most frontages. And we had something with a wider frontage with um, 
yeah, with the ability to increase the frontage by being next to a council reserve. Mm. And he wanted something and we found it and he paid for it. And he's happy. The seller is happy. Everyone's Finishes. happy. <laughs> Everyone's happy. Yeah. So I think we're, this we're, is... this we're, is. We're missing out on Dan. He's laughing at us. There's no visual on Talking about our videographer. We've got the crowd walking here and there's no one to, to include him. Say something there. <laughs> hey, he's doing this. <laughs> so, you know, for me, I think when we have a have a look at, at this, it's really about um, achieving the, the best outcomes. But as a result of that, I mean, your business has also changed too. Sure. You know, obviously your sales price has, has increased. increased in terms sure. of your average rate, but also your commission rate. I mean, that would have also changed because at the beginning you just needed to get in the door yeah. and actually get some some yeah. runs on the board. Yeah. Whereas now it's like if people want to, yeah. then they know that they're actually paying for the service. Yeah. So initially we never, um, I just want to marginally correct you there. We um, Initially we were competitive, but I was always proud. If you can't, here's my attitude. It's as simple as this. And here's how I'll beat you if you're underquoting against me. If an agent can't sell their fees, are their VPA, how the hell are they going to sell your house? Correct. It's not, I didn't come up with this, you didn't, it's kind of logical, mm. but just think about it. And when you're sitting in, when you're sitting there competing, you may just repeat it again. Mm. It's so powerful. Mm. If, if you can't sell your fees to me, you're not going to get a premium for the house. But you've overcome their objections. So for you've sure. actually sold your level of services and demonstrated that for you sure. can. For sure, yeah, exactly, exactly. Mm. But we're now a proven formula. But mm. I was able to do this when I was the, the young, hungry guy that we should maybe give a crack to mm. rather than using the you know <laughs> old school proven formulas. But um, my, my comrade did go up my the, the year that we won... Uh, uh, number one nationally, my average com was 2.5. Mm. Now I signed most of those up at 2.95. Mm-hmm. My problem was um, often I'd come to the table to get a deal together. Mm. That's something that I don't do anymore. Mm. Um, I just feel as though we've done the work and, and, and you will lose a couple of deals along the way. And um, yeah, I had one recently. My competitors are knocking on the door trying to do the same deal <laughs> with the same buyer and the same seller. <laughs> Um, but that's okay. And I think that's where, because we, we do sometimes get quite caught up in this is my comrade. And yeah. even if you're not actually doing the results, you just stay true to that. Yeah. And I think it's actually about, you know, increasing it at the right time, which is what you have done once For you've sure. got that proven sure. sort of formula in the marketplace. But I think also coming back to you being a a principal, you know, this was something that was quite challenging for you. And, you know, I really saw your mindset change from being essentially a solo agent to a solo agent that had an EBU to now being a business business owner. owner. A future leader. I say future because I still have a lot to learn and I'm young in business in a lot of ways. Um, But the mindset of an agent, right, the mindset of a high-performing agent is lock the door, grab everything they can, screw everybody else in the (laughs) office. That's just it, isn't Mm -hmm. it? Like your top performers are selfish people. Mm-hmm. Me, 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 I'm the hero. Mm-hmm. So then you got to, and I was never, well, I was very competitive, which creates a me, me, me off the back mm. of that. But um, you got to start to think about we, 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 rather than I, I, I. Mm. And again, high performing agents, well, it's all, they're grabbers. They are. It's about <laughs> they're grabbers, I love can. that. Yeah. <laughs> Grab everything you can. It's all about me. Um, so there is, there is a lot of, it's, it's more challenging. That's why I mm. have more respect for, for the guys um, the guys and girls that have led and, and competed, um, competed at the high level and led teams. Mm. Um, and you gotta be ruthless with your time. Mm. Like I've got some of my guys that come into my office and wanna talk about the property that just went in line, the one that's now gone for 90 days that they've missed, that's yeah. yesterday's news, yeah. while I'm in the middle of doing something. And you gotta, you gotta, you gotta teach, teach them, you gotta show them, show them the way, you know? Mm. 
um, show them a way with their time and actually prioritizing and also how to you know move their mindset and, yeah. and sort of say as you say it's yeah. yesterday's news let's now move on and let's talk about it in our next meeting yeah exactly exactly so, well, let's, you know, let's list the neighbor's house right? yeah <laughs> that's you exactly know? right but I think you know when you took over the business there were 42 properties in the rent roll and Correct. you know you sort of saw that the rent roll was a great opportunity for sure but how many are in the rent roll today um 190 195 yeah which yeah. is very impressive and and I just want to talk about how you've actually done that because you've obviously been running in terms of making deals, um, but you've also run in terms of, you know, building the rent roll, which is now a fundamental part of your business. You For can sure. borrow against it. You can sell it. For you've sure. got a great assets that you've you've done. So you've actually, you know, partnered with somebody in this side of the yes. business. Yes, yes, yes. Um, are you leaving the name pronunciation to me? <laughs> so very, Jeremy Pacquiao is who I'm talking about. How'd that go? Yeah, you're doing well. She asked me a few times how to pronounce his name, so bow, I just wasn't, wasn't letting her away with that. Hi, Jeremy. Hi, Jeremy. How'd I do? Uh, you, did, you did okay, I think. Um, what a great guy. Mm. So, and look, to go back to your initial, there's two types of people in, from my experience. There's somebody that hires a professional and manages them, and there's somebody who hires a professional and empowers them. Mm. So we all have that vendor that tries to micromanage us, and we all have that vendor that says, Tony, you know what you're doing, do your best for me. Mm. Now, I know which circumstances I work better under, mm. not when I'm trying to manage the person who's managing me, mm. but perform for the person who trusts me. Yes. Jeremy's a classic example of that. So when you say, how did I do all of this? Mm. I didn't. Mm. Um, I'm a big believer to do more, you need to do less. Mm. And I, I hope I empower Jeremy um, and give him, give him the ability to make the mistakes and have the wins and have the losses. And he's created a good team. He's a young guy as well. He's, he's mid-20s, um, grew up in Gympie. He's Thai background, um, young, hungry guy. He's got a winner's mentality. Um, and fundamentally, and the most important thing of all, beyond the numbers, um, if you bumped into one of his clients or his landlords tomorrow, they will speak highly of him. Mm. And that, can I swear, that shit's invaluable. <laughs> you know, it is. That's what it's all about. Mm. That's what it's all about. But I think this is this is really what you've been talking about the whole time, that you're, and the two of you are in alignment, because it's actually about giving, you know, quality service Correct. and having this agent for life mentality. Correct. Because you never know when somebody is actually going to then be referring their family, their friends, their sisters, their brothers, their for kids, sure, sure. Um, whether they want to sell. Yes. You know, and how often do we see a property that's actually, you know, rented or tenanted through so one agency, agency and then sell with somebody else? Often. So, yeah. Exactly. So I think this is really um, imperative, and and quite often it's like here's the here's the property management division, here's the sales division. Mm. You know, you guys are actually in alignment, sure. and I think you know it's a testament to you because really you have chosen to work with each other. We had a dating period. I was with him, <laughs> a dating period. A dating period. I was with him with another company. Um, um, I was with him for a couple of years. So. Mm saw what he was about. Um, we both left and went to different agencies. Yeah. Um, oh, sorry, I left and went to Bell. He had previously left and joined another agency. And uh, yeah, we, we, we stayed in communication. I always knew in the back of my mind that he was You did actually. Winner, you, know? you always said, I've got the best, yeah, best one in Brisbane. Yeah, he hasn't joined me yet. Yeah, yeah, he's he's going to yeah. be, but you know, you, you, yeah. you watch out. And he, he's an equity partner. It's not about me. It's about us, you know, it's, it's about us. His hard work is... Um, yeah, we'll, we'll see his future secured, mm. you know. Well, this is key, I think, because really, you know, we want to empower others. And a great way of doing that is through business ownership because it's basically rewarding their hard work because sure. property managers also are not often paid as well as what sales agents are. Sure. So that, I would think, certainly has been a key component in terms of growing that rent roll. 
But, you know, when I look at, coming back to you, Tony, and we've actually done a couple of transactions together where we've yeah. worked in, in conjunction. Boxes. Yeah. <laughs> we've done, done campaigns. And honestly, you know, I am still in awe of your craftsmanship and how you've really, you know, honed... Um, your service as an agent and, and how hungry you are. And, you know, there was a particular property that we sold up at, um, at Suvla Street and, you know, um, the seller's expectations were quite high and it was a beautiful, stunning home, but it was a home that only really fitted niche quite market. a niche market. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, but, you know, you knew the right buyer and you would just drop in even after the open homes to, to see the buyer if they hadn't turned up. You know, it was that commitment and that willingness to go above and beyond, but yeah. also not to push too hard. You knew when to back off and it wasn't always just coming in strong and you know I really um, commend you on you. on actually being such an expert salesperson so much so I've just I know I've just sent you through another sort of you know listing but you know I've seen you mop up other listings that have been on the market with other agents before you know what is it that you do differently that other agents haven't in these campaigns the, the initial my initial response to that is vendor positioning so it's so important. Mm. If you have your vendor sitting in line with the market, you can get him or her a premium. If you mm. have him sitting above the market, you'll sell it for less than its value because the A-grade buyers will buy something else down the road because they're A-grade buyers and they don't have time. Mm. So for me, there's a lot of our industry. The problem with our industry is to be a real estate agent, you need a phone, a car, and a three-day license. Mm. Pretty much it, three-day mm. course. It's changing in various different um, states at the moment, which Couldn't is exciting. quick enough. Yeah. <laughs> the barriers to entry are very low, um, mm. and often people don't have the skill to have the conversations, mm. you know? The vendor will want too much money. That's kind of why we have a job. The buyer won't want to pay enough. So it's up to me. The answer to your question is, I'm very transparent with price. If I think mm. your property's worth a million, I'll tell you, you need to be thinking nines. Mm. If I think, if some of my competitors for the same property, they're hitting you with one one. Mm. So the positioning of your vendors so that you have them in line to deal with the premium buyers mm. when they come and make the premium buyers compete rather than have your vendor sitting too high is mm. a fundamental for my business. Well, I think, you know, this is obviously showing in, in your results yeah. and why, you know, you are now taking the lion's share of the business in, yeah. um, in, in this marketplace. So, look, this podcast is called Build Your Best Life. Mm. And, you know, what I have seen of you over the last couple of years is somebody who's incredibly driven and determined, but someone who's also worked very, very hard, worked smart, but also worked in, incredibly hard. Sure. You know, what does what does your best life sort of look like in, in the future? Because I know you've still got some hard work ahead of you in terms yeah. of where you want to be and where you want to go. And, and there's nothing wrong with that. We all need to work hard to get to where that sure. is. But what is this kind of, you know, concept for you in the future? What do you see this best life to be? Yeah, good question. Um, you could have given me a bit of pre-warning. Because <laughs> um, you're so determined and looking at the goal right now, yeah, right? Yeah, <laughs> look, and I do have the blinkers on, but when I take them off, um, and it's probably not the answer you want to hear, I don't want to do this forever. Mm. Um, I believe to do this at a very high level is very demanding. Uh, some would say soul destroying, but not me. Uh, very full on, very, very full on. To do it at the level, I could, I could... I could write a million dollars a year by work, by you know, very casually, mm. but I don't want to do that. Mm. So I want to be super competitive. Um, I want to be the number one agent in Brisbane, um, and I want to be the number one agent in Queensland for the foreseeable few years. Yes. I want to in the whole marketplace, not in just whole, in your brain, in the, in the whole, whole marketplace. Whole marketplace. Mm -hmm. So right now in Brisbane, if you look at uh, yeah, like I'm currently number one in Brisbane at 135 million transactions. There's nobody doing more deals. Off the back of that, I can help my guys and guards around me. Mm. You know, I've got. Yeah, like I can't wait to help Sam grow his business, Luke, Darcy, Kaylee, 
Um, and we don't want to have the biggest office. Mm. That's for sure. I see my competitors, they've got so many agents and so many of them I wouldn't But how is the selling principle? Can you invest your time into all of them? It's impossible, so which it's, is why you need to have a smaller team. Exactly. Yeah. Well, exactly. But fewer, better people. Mm. There's, there's, you can have 10, like, again, some of the businesses I see around me, I could not run that model in mm. a million years. Mm. That, a lot of agents, the average is average, um, and the consumer experience is even more average. Mm. So for me, it's about, well, we don't want to be the biggest, but we do want to, pound for <coughs> pound, be the heaviest hidden. And that's the way I see it. Mm. If I've got four agents around me that are happy, high-performing agents, I'm happy. Mm. If I have three that are high-performing, happy agents, that's great. If I've, you know, um, build a the rent roll, I'm also doing a lot of developments as well myself, um, just to keep the mind busy at night, you know? Because <laughs> you don't have enough on your plate. But I think it's it's quite interesting what you're talking about. In fact, there's going to be a podcast that um, that will be coming out with Melita Bell, who is number one for, for Remax in all of Australia for a number of transactions. She's done 107 in, in 2019. Wow. Um, you know, in the Southeast Queensland marketplace, her average sale is, you know, nowhere near what we're sort of talking about here, which I have to say your figures and your what we've been talking about with the threes and the fours and the sixes are very high prices in Brisbane. But, you know, it is very very hard to sustain this lifestyle in terms of the work that needs to be done and so you know we've been talking so much about this kind of million dollar agent concept um, but really there's a lot of sacrifices that goes into that and as you say we need to be talking about longevity mm. and not just necessarily burnout because sure. you know and I know that's a conversation that you it's and I have for anybody yeah. big numbers. and I, I said you're going to get sick then, yeah. then you'll be like I've got the flu you know so this is this is in, incredibly powerful and very important and I think that message is an important one that's got to come through this podcast and in fact why I'm actually doing a special edition with Melita who's going to be open enough to be talking about what those sacrifices have actually cost her in terms of her life, her family her, and her health. But looking back on your journey, what are you most proud of? If we look at the last two and a bit years in terms of since you've taken ownership of um, of the Bell Office in Balimba, what are you really, and this is something that you don't often look back at, I know, I know this about you, mm. but I'm asking you to now, what are you proud of? I'm proud of the people I have around me. You know, and I know that's a cheesy answer, but there's people around me that have chosen me as their leader mm. and our brand as their home and the sacrifices they've made, mm. you know, they've made for me and for us and very, very proud of the people I have around me. I'm proud of myself, um, which took a long time to, uh, <laughs> to recognize. Um, I am proud of myself um, and I'm, yeah, I'm just, and I'm proud of the business that we're doing. We're doing good business, mm. you know, we're doing good business. Every deal that goes by is a deal that, you know, you meet those people on the high street and they're happy. Yeah. Well, yeah. I must admit, I'm unbelievably proud of you. Thank and you. I just think that you are such a good person and Thank such you. a kind-hearted human and an exceptional salesperson. And honestly, your journey is nothing short of, of remarkable. So I, I feel like, you know, I'm I, I'm living your dream through yeah. watching, watching, watching She's you. Living my so. Best life. <laughs> so, you know, to those agents who want to be number one and want to level up and sort of build the traction that you have done in a short period of time where they're number one their franchise group yeah. what would your advice be oh look wanting it is one thing but acting on the desire is another uh, most of you don't want it i'll just bust your bubble for you most <laughs> of you just don't because you don't really want it um you'd for, like it but you're not like prepared it. to work for you'd it. accept it if it comes yeah. your way but that's not the way it's going to happen mm -hmm. so for 95 percent of you it's probably not an option or i look that's a very aggressive stat but most people aren't willing to do the work. 
you got to be willing to do the work. Are you willing to fail for long enough before you can succeed? Mm. You know, there's so many cheesy quotes and movies and, you know. It's, <laughs> it's actually reminding me of a quote that I've actually gotten go the quarter two of the manual <laughs> where it literally says, you know, if you want if you want the results of the 5%, don't do what the 95% does. Boom, there you yeah. go. Thank you. We're here all day. And, and that's it. And that's, look, the 95, that was just something mm. I pulled out of my head. 95% of people want what I have. Mm. But only 5% of them are willing to work. Mm. To the 5% that are willing to work, refine your skills, don't take shortcuts, work harder. Yeah. <laughs> Give me a call if you need anything more specific. <laughs> so essentially, you know, if people want to continue following your journey, they can find you on online. Where will they find you on your social I media challenges? Tell you. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you. So 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 you can follow obviously Belvalimba or you yeah, can follow yeah. Tony O'Doherty. But look, thank you so much for coming in today. Thank you for me. And you know, um, thank you for your honesty and you. your truthfulness and keep going out there and being a great ambassador for the real estate industry. Thank you for your help and thank Dan for his skills behind the camera. Thank you guys. So I hope you've enjoyed today's interview with Tony O'Doherty from Bell Property in Balimba, an incredibly humble but super successful agent. And I'm sure you can understand why people want to be around that attitude and that energy. And I also wanted to thank our sponsor, List Ready, who have totally made my podcast dreams come true. And when I explained to them that I really wanted to deliver exceptional content to help agents level up in their business. They were all on board. So thank you, List Ready. But on next Tuesday's episode, we're going to be talking about industry innovation and how you can embrace technology to find an easier way of doing things. I'll be talking about how you can bring about change in the industry by conjuncting and collaborating with your industry peers. In a fortnight, it's an interview with a really big one with the one and only Leanne Pilkington. Now, Leanne is the CEO of Lang & Simmons. She is also president of the board of the REI NSW. And she's a powerhouse woman who's gonna be talking about her vision for real estate in the future, professionalism in this industry, and how she truly pioneers collaboration. So, if you are keen to build your best life by harnessing your real estate career, implementing proven sales systems and structures, leveraging your results, building your own celebrity profile, and learning how to build your own EBU and sales team while making more profit and working less, then I seriously suggest that you subscribe to this podcast so you are notified every Tuesday when they go live. If you do want to take your business to an even greater level, then I do suggest that you join my Build Your Best Life coaching program and success manual. Now, quarter two is still available, so you can still sneak in and join. Now, not only is this my fundamental platform, um, it's something that I've been working and utilizing myself as an agent since 2012, and then it's been coached and perfected with my agents um, and my coaching clients since 2017. It comes with a success manual that's full of templates, calendars, lots of systems and structures and a daily journal. And it comes to you every single quarter. So find out more by going to my website, sherrystora.com forward slash B-Y-B-L. And remember, if you love a freebie, I'm sharing one of these templates that's included in the manual. It's an Excel spreadsheet that essentially does all the calculations for you when it comes to goal setting. So once you've worked out your GCI, what it then does is it works out how many sales you need to make, how many listing presentations you need to have in order to sell those properties, and then how many listing presentations you need to do to list those homes. So, and all of these calculations are gonna be personalized to you, so it's very specific for you, and it does all the hard work. 
work. I love it. So head to sherrystore.com forward slash level up to download your copy and you can start goal setting today. But look, if you'd like access to any of these transcripts, if you want to find the social handles, any of the information that we've talked about in this podcast at all, then head to sherrystore.com forward slash the number six. Thank you so much for tuning in. Mm-hmm.